0: I'm Claire. And I'm Janice. And this is The X-Files, a podcast about breakups, broken hearts, and moving on. We are breakup coaches here to help you beat your
1: breakup, heal your broken heart, and move on to an amazing, abundant life.
0: Awesome. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to The X-Files, Breakups, Broken Hearts, Moving On. I'm Claire, and my co-host Janice is here. Hi, everyone. Hello. Thanks for tuning in. Yeah. And so today we are talking about another very common question that we get as coaches mm-hmm. and also from other podcast listeners like yourself. Quick side note, definitely send us your questions. In the yes. Because we might make an episode out of them yep. like we are doing right now but this is a very common question that we have gotten and that is will I ever love anyone as much as them
1: yep.
0: yeah yeah and, and I mean who hasn't thought that after who a breakup, hasn't so. thought that yeah and it's like this um, idea of the one and yeah. somehow being able to miss out on the one possibly by some mistake or Mm -hmm. or just timing or whatever and so we're going to address that today will I ever love anyone as much as them um our personal philosophy with it our experience with it and some actions that you can take to help yourself
1: Yes, this Would this would be considered a very comprehensive look at this question? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, like I sometimes say, get your pen and paper, or at least yes, pay pay attention because we're going to cover it all. Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be good. All right, so I thought it might be kind of interesting for us to you know, touch on our own personal experiences with this. So in prepping for this episode, I did actually sit down and I thought, all right, I'm going to tell a story about a time that I felt this way and how um, I moved on. And it was really funny because I sat down and I do think about my past relationships a lot, being a podcaster and a breakup coach. Yeah, (laughs) But I couldn't think of a time that I said this after one of my breakups. Mm. But this was a really beautiful moment for me because I am sure that I did say that. I really want to highlight that I've had devastating breakups with, you know, passionate men, passionate relationships that, yeah, really, really broke my heart. And so I would absolutely expect that I said this. In fact, like people from my past, (laughs) feel free to remind me. Yeah. My point is that I... Did love again. I had other passionate relationships. I'm very happy now. And that I got over this so much to the point that I'm not even thinking about it anymore. This isn't even something that I have in my memory. Exactly.
0: Yeah, it's so hard to relate to those past experiences once you've grown through them and come yeah. out of them. You're like, who was I? <laughs> oh, completely. Yeah. And in fact, I
1: also want to say that I do remember having other moments of this kind of doomsday type thinking after breakups. Mm-hmm. I do remember after the breakdown of my marriage that I said, I just can't imagine overcoming this pain. Yeah. I mean, that ended big time.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And I think that's, you know, that's like a variation on this theme. Mm -hmm. You know, this is like, will I ever love anyone as much as them? And I guess thinking I'll never get over this pain is, is a slight variation. Like there's, there's some nuance, but.
1: Oh yeah. I'm just saying that when we have kind of devastating moments in our lives, these are the types of things that go through our head. Will I ever, I will never. Yeah. And that you do. I mentioned this to you earlier, but, you know, I've also had some really rock bottom moments in my life where I just thought I'm never going to be able to pull myself out of this. And the more that you can tell yourself that this is temporary thinking, the more that you can Mm -hmm. look forward and that, yeah, all of these things did end and are parts of my past.
0: Exactly. Yeah. So, um, and I think one of our points coming later is that, you know, as you experience these moments, it gives you ammunition and like reassurance that like, hey, I survived something really hard once. Yeah. This is just like that. It's mm-hmm. going to pass. Right.
1: I completely agree. And it is, a re- it is really wonderful to look back and think, whoa, what was I thinking? Look how far yeah. I've come. Really wonderful. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I just want to touch on this now and then hear from you is yeah. just the issue of self-love. Mm -hmm. And that if you are thinking this, will I ever love this other person again, I think what you might come to realize is that you'll love yourself as much as this other person in Mm -hmm. no time. And that once you develop this love of self, you will realize, wait, I actually deserve more than that. Regardless of how good the relationship was or wasn't, you deserve a relationship that is, like I say, delightfully functional (laughs) and that you might be glad that it ended and that you have, you're full of hope for the future because you know that, um, yeah, you deserve the best.
0: Yeah, exactly. And, you know, really focusing on that self-love is so important because, you know, we're born alone, we die alone. Like we're going to have to be alone. Yeah. Most women outlive their their men in their lives. So All you right. will probably be alone. Yeah. Even if you find the one... Till death do you part. Right. And you
1: should enjoy being alone because, uh, yeah, yeah, it makes you more interesting. It makes you a happier person.
0: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Like, let's lighten that really macabre mood I just (laughs) introduced. I was just going to say, you're
1: getting Uh, getting very serious very quickly. But, (laughs)
0: but, you know, I think there's something freeing in realizing that and being like, this is all temporary. Even if I found the one in high school and I was with them until the very end, Mm -hmm. it was still temporary. Yep. So yeah. Yeah. That's, um,
1: that's a good point. And yeah, you know, regardless of, like I said, again, how good or bad the relationship it was, you're telling yourself these things you're in some level of pain. You yeah. Know, you deserve to be in a relationship that doesn't lead to this. Yeah. So, yeah. Put yourself first.
0: Exactly. Yeah. And as for me, I've definitely thought this thought multiple times. Okay. Um, I still identify as a romantic, maybe not a hopeless romantic, but mm-hmm. a romantic nonetheless. Um, And so, you know, when things do end um, and have ended in my past, I do have those moments of thinking like, was this it? Was this mm-hmm. as good as it gets? Like, am I just screwed now like yeah Um, Yeah, it's normal yeah it's totally normal um completely normal and like I mentioned earlier have the reassurance knowing that you've gotten over this before maybe it was a crush in middle school maybe you (laughs) have had relationships before where you're just like this is it this is the person and you're like how did this possibly end where do I go from here um some of the other perspectives that have really helped me I'll share later in this episode. Um, but just knowing this will pass and knowing that makes it easier. Um, another metaphor that I just love so much, and I think it's a cliche, but it's, it's butterfly. a cliche for a
1: reason. This yeah, is a, good, it's a cliche good metaphor for a reason,
0: but, um, I didn't really know this until recently. I didn't oh, know what the me. fuss about butterflies was about, but hello, I get it. I know. <laughs> I have two butterfly tattoos for yeah, a reason. I find them so exactly. fascinating. And once I knew this story, I'm like, okay, I totally get it. But, you know, a butterfly starts out with a caterpillar, right? Um, and then they enter the cocoon. But inside the cocoon, they don't just morph into a butterfly. They literally disassemble into Mm -hmm. goo they have no form and from that goo they become a butterfly so is this complete breaking down of who you are in order to become something that's not just like more beautiful and better, but also more capable has more freedom than the Caterpillar who has to like walk around with all its legs. Um,
1: (laughs) All those legs. All those legs. Yeah. So
0: I just thought that was beautiful and I had never heard of that. So I, I can't be the only person who somehow made it this far through life without uh-huh. hearing that metaphor. So share it for the benefit of the one person. You <laughs> no, that's really good. It
1: reminds me of the lotus blossom as mm-hmm. well, which blooms on top of mud, which is yeah. also another one of my tattoos for that exact reason. Ah, so yeah, sometimes you know, we, we need these experiences to yeah. shape our shape ourselves. Exactly. So if you are thinking this way, like we said, it's totally normal. It's okay. A lot of people slash most people go through this thinking after a breakup. And so we want to help you through it. So we've got a list of things to remember um, to both give you perspective and to help you move forward. Awesome. The first is that. Like we've said before, these messages and these thoughts that we keep on repeating, this is going to be a matter of reprogramming your mind so that you don't continue playing this over and over. Because the more we tell ourselves, I will never love again, I'll never love someone as much, will I love someone, someone as much as them? I mean, think about it. You're putting them and love and as much, you know, in the same sentence. And it's just embedding it in your brain. It's, you know, it's making it worse to ask it as normal as it is. So (laughs) stop and write this down. I love myself and deserve the best. Or you could write down if you know that you want to be in a relationship sometime in the future, you could write something like ecstatic love is waiting for me Mm -hmm. and try and catch yourself in the moment when you're longing for them or wondering if things are going to ever be as good and try and tell yourself one of these messages instead.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Cause what you focus on will grow. Um, and that's not just, you know, I, I mean, on this micro level of thoughts, it's like Mm -hmm. the more you repeat something, the more you're building those pathways in your brain, the easier it is for that to pop back into your head. And it's just a feedback loop from there. So you want to interrupt that pattern as much as you can.
1: You get used to thinking thoughts, the more you think them. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, for some reason will think of kind of like the same thing each morning and Mm -hmm. it's been something that, and it's not not always the most positive things. Like sometimes I think about a particular thing I'm stressed in, stressed about, and I've just noticed, you know, like the more I allow myself to think that in the morning, the more my body, my body gets used to thinking about that in the morning. Exactly. Exactly. Affirmations, baby. Write those
0: down. Write those down. (laughs) All right. So. Um, Another perspective that may help you is to look at it like this. Every relationship is different. Mm -hmm. You will not ever feel the same way about someone else as you do or did about your ex, but that's a good thing. You wouldn't want to be here replaying the same feelings with multiple people over and over again that should not be the goal in fact Mm -hmm. if you find that you're dating the same person over and over again with just different last names probably something going on there that you need <laughs> right. to dig into um we are here to have different experiences to evolve and to metamorphosize or however that would be metamorphize metamorphize one of those know. i don't know
1: but you get. we're I'm here saying. to evolve
0: we're here to <laughs> evolve we're here to grow we're here to try new things new flavors meet new people And those memories do become a part of us, but you don't want to feel the same way as you did about your ex (laughs) with anyone new. So
1: true. You will love again in a different Mm way. Exactly. So, and let's just be honest, people kind of hate to hear this after a breakup, but there are of course many fish in the sea and there are (laughs) multiple people that you will love in your lifetime because you'll have chemistry with multiple people. That is just how humans work. Uh, We mesh with a lot of people over the course of our lives. Mm -hmm. And so if you continue to work on yourself, continue on improving your past relationship patterns, uh, learn how to spot healthy people who you want to be in a relationship with, when you're dating, when you feel chemistry, this will eventually or could eventually turn into love. and this is also why it's important to take things slow when you're dating because you do end up having chemistry with a lot of people and so Mm -hmm. you need to kind of step back when you when you feel this chemistry and look at other things like compatibility um, how this other person shows up in relationships and then decide if it's good to pursue it Mm -hmm. i mean if you think about it this is why so many people end up in either numerous relationships or bad relationships because you you mesh with lots of people
0: yeah you're amazing and other people are amazing and you'll click exactly Mm -hmm. yeah yeah more than one opportunity for uh life love right you might
1: look (laughs) back later on and think that it was actually really cool that you had a variety of relationships
0: exactly Uh, have
1: you ever seen the movie uh how to make an american quilt no it's really old school it has winona rider in it uh during her heyday of the 90s anyways there's a character in it who's I don't know in her 50s or 60s and she has had lots of different relationships in her life and she's just this really magnetic sexy woman who tells all these stories about her past lovers and I always just thought that was kind of cool I know that's not everyone's approach to love but yeah it's no I love that a neat way to look at it I love Um, that trope We will look at chemistry and the role it plays in our relationships later in the
0: episode. Awesome. Yeah. So here we go. On to our next point. Love changes us. You won't be the same person as you were before this experience with your ex. So it makes sense that you would wonder if anything will ever be as powerful and part of that is accepting the relationship and truly processing and getting over someone. Mm-hmm. So when you entered into that relationship, you were not the same person as you are right now. And therefore, you're going to look at the world differently. You now have that experience under your belt as a reference point. And so it it you can't return to that same um naivety I guess yeah
1: that that's a really good point that's a really Mm -hmm. good point yeah even if you were if to go back into that relationship you wouldn't be able to to do it from this standpoint
0: I also believe that once you have loved someone and I mean truly love someone I think you can have attraction with people and never actually reach that love even if in the moment it's a little confusing Mm -hmm. but if you have loved someone you will always love the person that you fell for but okay. they change, mm-hmm. you change too. And That person, maybe that person you fell in love with was a facade. Maybe you know they were projecting a different image than they actually were. And so you're you're in love with the fantasy of who that person yes. was or could have been. The person
1: during the honeymoon period. If you're yeah. thinking this way, you're thinking about the honeymoon period.
0: Exactly. Mm. So that yep. honeymoon period. Yeah. So that person will forever be in your mind, but they only exist in your memories. They have changed. They've grown from the relationship just like you have, even if it was, you know, all true and real in the moment. The world has moved on. I think it's really beautiful how we humans can hold what is past in our hearts while also experiencing the present.
1: It can be really hard to see this when you're in the pain of losing someone to think, you know, I'll still love them, but I'm going to move on that. I think that's, that's hard in the early days. So I would kind of say in this case to take it from a couple people who know and, yeah. <laughs> you know, just trust us.
0: <laughs> yeah. Just trust us. Um, you know, Having a love for someone in your past is Mm -hmm. not the same as wanting to be with them now. You can love who that person was when you knew them and still not want to return to that part. So embrace that complexity. Yeah, Something
1: that's helped me because, you know, I don't keep in touch with, you know, kind of like my main relationships that I've had, but something that's helped me is thinking, you know, what am I grateful for the relation uh, to the relationship for? And, um, you know, I can kind of, I find peace that way that it served me in different ways.
0: The only constant in life is change. So, you know, just embrace that, um, embrace that complexity And you do have to find acceptance that the person you fell in love with likely doesn't exist anymore. They've changed, you've changed, but it'll always be there in your memories and the sting of those memories only being memories that will fade. You'll be able to look back on these times with gratitude and without longing. So it's beautiful that you've been able to experience love like this and also loss like this. Um, It's part of having a full experience as a human living fully means feeling deeply. Yeah. That's a really good
1: point. You wouldn't be living fully if you weren't having passion in your life. Exactly. Keep going. Yeah. (laughs) Keep going. (laughs) Oh, I love that one. All right. So this isn't perhaps as exciting as we just left that off. But (laughs) Um, if you're thinking this way, then chances are you haven't fully grieved and let go of your ex. And just to keep on telling yourself that this is part of the grieving process, you need to figure out a way to uh, let go of some of these things and leave it in your past. And the perfect example of this is the song Nothing Compares to You, <laughs> which in this case, I'm not going to sing. <laughs> Nothing compares to you. It's a beautiful song. It is. It's, it's a very lovely song. Yeah. But, and this is a, a big but. <laughs> big but. It's a capital but. <laughs> this is someone, <laughs> yeah. This is someone who is spending their entire day thinking about a person, pouring their heart into the agony of the loss. So think to yourself, how far along do you think this person is on their healing journey? (laughs) That they're thinking these things.
0: Yeah, they're not that far along on their healing journey. This is, you know, this is the beginning and it's natural to have these thoughts, but know that they're going to pass and... You know, I think it's interesting, yeah, being in, uh, an artist and mm-hmm. writing a song from the heart and from yeah. the place that you once were, and then having to sing it every day on stage. Right. I think you that's know, probably pretty hard. I would hope, f- I would hope hard. that uh, she,
1: she got past it. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, this is not, you, these aren't, you know, healing thoughts, but mm-hmm. I guess this would be another big, but this is part of the healing and the grieving process, Yeah. right? And it is also something that you need to go through if you do want to date or be in, in relationships again. Exactly. Because if you're holding on to this past person, you're completely blocking anyone new from coming in your life. And it, I guess, will become like a self-fulfilled prophecy. Yeah. You won't love again if you're dwelling on this. So exactly. you need to figure out what to do to Get it out of your system. Yep. So I've done various work in this area for a while, and I know that this is basic dating advice or advice as far as how to quote manifest your soulmate, which you know isn't quite how I think about things, but I know that that's how a lot of people think about it, Mm -hmm. and. You know, people who are wanting to call in someone are told to think about the role that their ex plays in their thoughts and what they need to do to release their ex so that they can call in someone new. Yes, so this might not be completely relevant to you if you're not really ready to date, but if you're hoping to in the future, I mean, this would be something to focus on. And if you don't, and you want to still have the one in your life, This will be the easiest way to prevent someone new from coming in.
0: Yeah. And just know if you're having this thought and you're thinking it, it doesn't mean that it's true. Pretty much everyone has this thought. Yeah, Yeah. Just the fact that you're like questioning whether this person was like your one opportunity for happiness in (laughs) partnership, that doesn't mean that there's anything to prove that or anything to make that true. Um, it's just a totally natural thought to have and you shouldn't read into it.
1: Yep. This is a really good point. Thank you so much. When we're uh, grieving or when we're stressed, uh, when we're anxious, I know, you know, a lot of people struggle with that today. Um, our thoughts are not rational. These are the thought, like our, our mind is trying to make sense of what our body is feeling Mm -hmm. and yeah, it's not true and it's not even rational.
0: Yeah. That's so true. This next one is your ex is your ex for a reason. Love this so much. Yes. There was likely something off about the relationship that caused it to end. Even if you're having trouble seeing what it was right now, there was a reason. There definitely
1: was. (laughs) Yeah.
0: You're saving yourself a lot of heartache in the future by having this ending happen now and not Mm -hmm. later. Um, that turmoil of knowing that something was wrong and the fact that you couldn't fix it, that adds to the drama and that you interpret as chemistry and longing because your brain is trying to make sense of why you're feeling so terrible. Yes. And they're like, well, it must be because this was your person and you've lost something very unique and special, but that's not true. A healthy relationship may feel like it doesn't have as many sparks because there's just simply less drama in a healthy relationship.
1: Yeah. and um, oh, a lot I of want us to talk more about this in the yeah. future because yeah. there's a lot of red flags when it's overly passionate and yeah, evening. if it's
0: overly passionate, it you know, I think some some people end up not dating people they don't feel that chemistry with because that person would actually be a healthy partner for them, um, but they're used to, whether it's from childhood or from past, like really ingrained relationship experience, they read those sparks and that, that chemistry As chemistry when really what it is is that their childhood wounds are being activated that this person is not healthy for them that Mm -hmm. they're being controlled they're being manipulated there's these ups and downs it's Mm -hmm. really highly drama highly dramatic and it's like you know, and you'll go on a date with someone who would be a really good match for you. And you're like, I don't know what it is. I just don't feel the chemistry. So well, like, no, a give different- that person a chance. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, right. And
1: there's a difference between chemistry and a whirlwind romance. And I yeah. think a lot of people either don't know the difference or for some reason feel like they want the whirlwind. And so they're not able yeah. to see what is, quote, chemistry, yeah. which to yeah. me is when you you click and you get on with a person. Yeah, But it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be, like a sweeping you off your feet type situation Mm -hmm. necessarily exactly and if that's what
0: you're used to right then by comparison (laughs) regular old chemistry where you just click with someone will feel like oh, this is a really good friendship. I, I've done this. And that's yeah. why
1: I'm like shaking my head, like it's going to fall off because <laughs> I have the pattern of wanting the excitement. Exactly. And then I find myself getting bored, but yeah. I've learned that that is not healthy and it's not good for me because it doesn't lead to the, the healthiest relationship. Yeah. Has so. that
0: ever worked out well for you? <laughs> <Me>? um, <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I like to compare it. Um, you know, old school Taylor Swift, because, you know, fearless is getting redone. So I had to bring back a song, um, how I loved you. And there's like that. I mean, any line in this would would work, but it's screaming and fighting and kissing in the rain. It's 2am and I'm cursing your name. I'm so in love that I acted insane. And that's the way I loved you.
1: And she's literally
0: talking about this exact thing. She's like, he's great. He's wonderful. But I feel nothing. For this person that I'm now with and I miss that crazy psychotic just you know well, it gets the
1: blood pumping it feels good in the body To I mean there's lots of adrenaline which yeah. um, I think some people want in relationships and the makeup
0: sex possibly mm-hmm. <laughs> right yeah yeah
1: we I mean we're getting fed these messages our entire life and we need to you know teach young people, <laughs> that Ooh. that doesn't lead to Damn a healthy relationship. <laughs> and, you know, we don't talk about the fact that some of these things are, are red flags. And um, yeah, yep, yeah, we need yeah. to raise awareness,
0: raise awareness, hi
1: podcast community. <laughs> <Yeah>. All right. <laughs> Do you have anything else to say on that? Nope, I'm good. All right. So we are going to come back to One of our breakup commandments, which is thou shalt know that you will get over this, or no, thou shalt accept this, right? Yeah, accept the breakup, (laughs) accept that it's happened. Mm -hmm. So, every time that you find yourself asking if you will ever love again, like I said earlier, train your brain to catch yourself and say, I will let this go, I will love again. These thoughts are temporary, all right? This is really basic. But yeah, you need to get yourself out of this thinking and yeah, continue to tell yourself that uh, you accept that this has happened and that you'll get over it.
0: Yeah. Perfect. Short and sweet, but it is. So another point, love is a choice to continue and develop. So, you know, we talked about chemistry just now, and I know that you can't force chemistry where it is not, but Mm -hmm. When you have chosen a person, maintaining that initial attraction and growing it into love is a choice. Um, And to elaborate on where I'm going with this, um, I have a quote from Lisa Firestone, who's a PhD, and she wrote this on Psychology Today, says, too often we think of love as almost a passive state of being as opposed to a conscious choice we make. When we regard love as something we simply fall into, we can easily slip into routines with the person we value or lose a sense of separateness and respect. It's valuable for each of us to define love as an action or a series of actions we can take to bring us closer to the people we value. In a romantic context, some essential characteristics that fit the description of a loving relationship include expressions of affection, both Mm -hmm. physical and emotional, a wish to offer pleasure and satisfaction to the other, tenderness, compassion, and sensitivity to the needs of the other, a desire for shared activities and pursuits, an appropriate level of sharing of possessions, an ongoing honest exchange of personal feelings, the process of offering concern, comfort, and outward assistance for the loved one's aspirations. Basically, It includes feeling for the other that goes beyond any selfishness or self interest on the part of the loved one. I really like this and I hope, Mm -hmm. and I want to save this because I want us to do some type
1: of episode on chemistry versus compatibility. Mm -hmm. And this is when chemistry turns into compatibility and people look past all of this really important stuff when they're caught up in
0: the emotions of a new relationship energy. Exactly. And also in the ending of a relationship, These actions end. So if we're defining love by actions, we can see Mm -hmm. that neither we or our partner is offering the action of love to the other anymore, Um, which, you know. Like,
1: <laughs> well, you can regroup, I think, if two people are committed and, you know, make commitments. This is why I'm a fan of the love languages, because that's a commitment yeah. on both sides to, you know, show exactly. the other person. Yeah. Um, and I guess that's another indication of compatibility. If both mm-hmm. people are dedicated to doing that, you know, you have love and commitment. And if not, pretty big message.
0: Yeah. And my point in referencing this is to break out of the fantasy that we've been sold on what love is, Mm. you know, love is a choice and love is an action. And you can choose to be in the action of love with someone again, you know, you feel that chemistry with someone else, you will inevitably feel it, I promise Uh you. And if you choose to go forward in a relationship with that person, love is the action before that, you're just feeling chemistry and lust.
1: Yes. In fact, I'm going to go on a limb. I didn't run this past you, but I would love it if people would message us and let us know if they've ever had an experience of chemistry versus compatibility or thinking that they were in love with someone that they were not at all compatible with. I've experienced this um, and I will tell this story on the episode if we do it. And I would love to bring in other stories from people. Yeah, so, yes, that would be wonderful. DM
0: yeah, DM us. Yeah. Um, and just to tie this up, but the intense desire that you're feeling right now for your ex is likely not love, but... You know that feeling of familiarity the fear of an unknown future and the chemical addiction to the roller coaster of drama that probably preceded the end yeah
1: girl yeah. oh man, <laughs> so many little truths just in that oh good yeah because we didn't bring up the chemical issues which we do mm-hmm. often in our episodes yeah and also yeah i'm seriously the fear of not knowing what's going to happen it is, it's huge. is really hard yeah. to learn how to live with it yeah have been in a relationship um you're able to predict
0: things um a lot easier exactly. than, than even you are. if it isn't ideal
1: predictability
0: yeah. is safe to mm-hmm. your brain mm-hmm. So. And also,
1: you know, as someone who lives alone, you can learn how to give that to, your, to yourself um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: if you want. So if you want. <laughs> <laughs> um, the next point that we'd like to make is I think a really powerful one. And that is that your next love might be better because you are going through this. Yeah. So we all learn from experience. I'm sure that's not new to anyone. And I would just encourage you to think of all of the things Um, based on either your past relationship or this breakup that you will take into your next relationship. So think about it. You've learned more about what you're looking for. You might have learned more about how you communicate. You might have learned more about what your boundaries are, what your triggers are. You might have learned more about what you will not or will tolerate. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You've learned about your preferences. You may have learned about things to look for early on you know, the little red flags that we've been kind of talking about. Mm -hmm. So you will take all of these things into your next relationship and it might be just, you know, even better. So breakups make us stronger. They make us more interesting people. I mean, going through a heartbreak, um, you know, that shapes a person that adds what I would call, you know, color to the tapestry of a person's life. So use it. Yes.
0: Yes. Yeah. Um, another perspective that I love is looking at this relationship and its ending as what you needed to reach your full potential.
1: Okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, one of my last points, and I guess we've kind of said this already, but the more that you commit to healing and to learning from this experience and growing from it, the more that you will be able to welcome new love into your life.
0: Mm, so good yeah thank thank you (laughs) my final point is you can't put love in a box and you can't define love in terms of like order of importance or order of strength like love is love Mm -hmm. like If you love someone, you love them, whether or not you can see differences in the way you love someone new versus the old, there's just no such thing as ranking love.
1: Yeah. And something that just came to me is, you know, trying to use this current love that you're thinking about as some type of standard when you're like in the midst of the pain of the breakup. Yeah, You know, I don't really think that that's a good like launching off point. No. You know, do you know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's not a great place to be starting. Yeah, Not a very good starting point. Yeah. Yeah.
1: All right. So what are you going to do if you are having this recurring thought of, will I ever love again? Guess what, dear listener? You've got two coaches here who want to give you some tips to move forward. Yep. So first, we've got one who has three cats running around and yeah she is so just if you the, they're really
0: active today so i'm sure you've heard them we'll try to edit out as much as we can but they're one is no, I directly in front of me right now <laughs> um, they're they're cheerleading for you they're cheerleading they're just really excited about this episode um so first things first don't keep things in your orbit that remind you of this person yeah, clear your space. Yep. It's in the Ten Commandments. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> right, totally. We don't want you looking at pictures. Um, I'd even say, you know, if there's the song that reminds you of them. Yep. Yep. Time time to clear out your orbit. Yes. Yeah. Nice. All right. Number two, embrace that you are worthy of a loving, delightfully functional relationship. Woo. All right. You deserve the best and Mm -hmm. you will get it either with yourself or
0: with someone else. Exactly. Um, Next up, don't keep in touch with them. Of course, it feels good. And when you feel good, you subconsciously tell yourself that you feel good because they make you feel good. But that's not what's happening. You're just feeding an addiction. You're feeding an addiction. You need to break that off give yourself at least a couple months of no contact. You can always go and establish a friendship if that's what the two of you want to do, but you both need time alone to disengage and to be able to switch gears into friendship instead of a romantic partnership.
1: Yeah. Every time that you get the hit of the feel-goods, you're going to tell yourself that you care about them. And then that's going to lead to look at how much I care about them. Look at how Mm -hmm. much I can't be without them. You know, I'm never going to feel this way again. And it's just, it's a trick that your mind plays on you. That's okay. So number three, four, learn Mm -hmm. to love yourself as much (laughs) as you loved them. Become your own soulmate Take yourself on the solo date nights, build up that self-love. It's going to make you irresistible and yeah. this will quickly fade away. Yeah,
0: exactly. Love yourself. Love yourself. Yep. Um, also try journaling. Um, I know I was not into journaling before my last breakup, and it really helped to get those thoughts out of my head and onto the paper and just interrupt those thought spirals that I would get into. So journal, what didn't work? What do you want in the future? What are you worthy of? If some repeating patterns start to come up, you know, maybe consider either counseling or working with a coach to help interrupt those repetitive thought patterns and limiting beliefs that may just be keeping you stuck in this point. There's a limit to how much you can coach yourself through things. You need yeah. that outside eye a lot of times to see your blind spots and see where where you can be releasing yourself.
1: Yes, that's great. Get support. And yes, I think journaling can really help with this particular mindset. Mm -hmm. I guess the first thing I would say to anyone who is open to journaling and who's wondering if they'll ever love again would be just to write about the breakup. Um, You know, a lot of breakups aren't really the happiest times in people's lives. So I would say, you know, what led up to the breakup? Write about all of that. And hopefully it will help you un- um more clearly understand why it didn't work out exactly so last, remember that heartbreak might help you to know that you love being independent. This has been huge for me. Mm-hmm. And you'll di- and you'll discover new ways of, quote, doing relationships. I mean, if you have a sense of independence, you're going to actually probably enjoy being in relationships more. And people will enjoy being with you more. Yeah. And also it's the healthier relationships, you know, when you want to have a sense of independence. Exactly. Um, so it's this is a really important time in your life, and that's another reason I became a coach. And something that I really want people to understand is the time after a breakup, the time after a divorce. Um, this can be a really, really juicy time in your life to learn, to grow, and um, yet yeah, to learn about self care, and yeah, come out stronger, more magnetic, and excited about life.
0: Yeah. Exactly. And like just. Uh, thinking back to what we said before about how you change in relationships you know getting to know this new person that you've become Mm -hmm. after a breakup and being like wow like it's so nice to meet you
1: yes totally and you don't really get that opportunity as much when you're in a very committed Mm -hmm. relationship so if you are having this mindset please what, like we've already said know that it's normal but know that it's temporary and yeah. know that you've got this
0: you've got this this two <laughs> shall pass you're yep. gonna be okay be the butterfly you're currently in liquid form yeah it's all good you're gonna be grow the some wings yeah. yeah we wish you the
1: best of luck and we look forward to hearing from you about this and yeah keep rocking your breakup
0: yeah talk soon bye Thanks for listening to X-Files, a podcast about breakups, broken hearts, and moving on. If you like this episode, tag us on your Instagram
1: story so we can connect with you. And you can find me, Claire, on Instagram at Claire And me, Janice, on Instagram at Jems for If you'd like to join our online community, find us on Facebook at Breakups, Broken Hearts, and Moving On. Talk soon. Bye.
0: And here's a preview of our next episode.
1: Uh, you know, the idea of this two shall pass, but sometimes we get really stuck in needing to know, you know, especially if you're the one that's been broken up with, I just want to know, I just want to understand. And this is really putting the power back onto the other person. So just being solid enough in yourself, you don't need all the answers, the transformation that we can have from discomfort and breakup and the learnings, you know, that our breakups can also be very much a signal of, okay, this is something I don't desire in my relationship. So when I'm looking for the next time around, I have more clarity around what it is that really serves me, that then serves and feeds the relationship.